Welcome you to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. My name is Ruth Akintunde. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending an email to thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. So our email address is thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. You can also send a direct message to Women Prayer Group on Instagram. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. Zacchaeus and we've been reading we've been studying about possessing God making God our possession we started with I think Daniel was there when we talked about if God was sharing money to you and your friends or sharing stuff to you and your friends you have friend A, B and then yourself three friends to your friend he gave billions of dollars billions and billions of dollars and he gave your friend that amount and he was like oh god thank you and then the second friend he gave a lot of treasures like gold and silver real estate properties in the whole world and when it got to your turn he said my daughter i'm giving you myself how will you feel and so that was how we started this book and the book is about possessing god and it's also about changing our value system. What do we value? And then we now went into thinking like God. When Isaiah said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So in order for you to be happy and say, God, thank you for giving me yourself. Like the first guy said, when God gave him billions of dollars. You have to change your, we have to change our value system. To value God more than money. To value God more than things of this world. And so... That is the the point of the book, and we will be learning the lives of people that valued God more than all these things. We would read the text, which is um, read Luke nineteen verse one to ten. So, I like people that were not here last week. Nadia, and I think someone is using an iPhone. Can you introduce yourself and say hi? Hi everybody. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is Favor. Hi, Favor. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are How are the babies? <laughs> You're doing good. Okay. Thank you for joining. What of Bukumi? I can see Bukumi on the line. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So we've sung the hymn and then we are we are now we've moved on to the study, which is on quest for God. And 
um, we want to read the text. So I like um, Nadia, Bukumi, and um, Favor to read the text for us. The text is from what is it? Luke 19, verse 1 to 10. And we have three, so we could do three verses each. Then the, the last verse. Um, the last person would take four verses. Luke 19, 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Next person, verse 4. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree, fig tree, beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, Quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Verse 7. Yeah. When they saw it, they were all murmured, saying that he was going to be guest Mama. with a man that is a sinner. And, Zac and Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I have I give to the poor. And I and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. 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 So as we do um, usually during the Bible study, let us meditate on those 10 verses for the next five minutes, and then we'll come back to share whatever God has put in your heart about this um, scripture. So see you in five minutes. Five minutes is over and I'm sure that um, the story of Zacchaeus, we've been studying for what, four studies, right? Four studies. And every time we read those 10 um, verses, we always find something new from them. So does anyone want to share what God is speaking to their hearts about that? We'll read, um, we'll study it briefly, uh, and then we'll read what the book says about it, and then we'll move on to some other story as the Lord leads us. So anybody? So I'm going to start. Um, so what I took from this Bible passage is that... Um, God is, um, I was just thinking as I was reading it, uh, God is so, it's, it's all powerful and all knowing. And He always is ever ready to meet us um, at the very, you know, where we really need Him. And if you notice something, it seems that Zacchaeus was, he desperately wanted to see God. And it's to, to see Jesus actually. Yeah, the same thing. But he wanted to see Jesus here. Yeah. And but but he was short, so he had an impediment. So he, he thought he had an issue, so he couldn't. So I'm very sure he would have 
I mean, although it didn't give up, but it just tried his best to, you know, see God. But, you know, the, the funny thing is that God actually looked up because God is all-knowing and he knows the heart of people. So he looked up and saw Zacchaeus and he, you know, told him that he wants to come up, he wanted to come over to meet Zacchaeus at his place and all. And Zacchaeus was delighted. Mm. The Bible says that Zacchaeus was excited and he mm. could not believe what had just happened to mm. him. And it just shows how it doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter um, our circumstances. That God knows us and is always ready, you know, to help us. That is, is our help by our Father. And another thing I really learned about and took away from this is that um, God is um, God is a. Uh, is you have to be willing. Zacchaeus was desperate, and he didn't just stop there. He didn't just yeah. think that oh, okay, he's a short man. Or is issue something that would you know um, hinder him from seeing God? No, he took a leap of faith. He climbed. He did what he could. He could do best. You know, he climbed the tree. He, he tried his, his you know his efforts. And although you know they said he's a head tax man and a yeah. very rich man, regardless of his status, he went ahead to desperately look for the person he wanted to see, mm. and he invited Jesus over to his house. And so another one again is not only being humble and not only just, you know, going after what you, you want desperately, it's also willingness. God, Jesus Christ was asking him, you know, when he was talking about salvation has come to his home, Jesus asked him, he said, oh, I've done this, I've done that. And you can tell, see, the willingness in his heart, he wanted to change, he wanted to be a changed man. And God had to even show him other ways and the greatest way, you know, to be a chain man. So it's just like generally, I just what I just took from here is that we should always know that God is a father and he'll always there when we need him. But it, there's a part we also need to play, you know. We need to be willing, we need to be humble, and we need to be relentless whenever we want to get something. And I know that by the grace of God, uh, and you always be there, even when we think, you know, every all of his life. Amen. Thanks, Bukumi. Yeah. Zacchaeus, first of all, had like a yearning to know Jesus. And um, I think there was a part that says that he was a, okay, Roman dance collector. And then the crowd was displeased in verse 7 because this Zacchaeus, too was a rich man, but was also a notorious sinner. So he, and he himself confessed that I must have overcharged some people. And so he was known for that notorious person overcharging other people and all. But he had a yearning for Jesus. And I just wanted to recap and say that sinners have a yearning for Jesus. People you see around you that you think they are, um, they are maybe drug addicts or terrible sinners in, by your own standards, they yearn to know the Jesus that you have, the Jesus that you know. They want to know him. But guess what? They have impediments like being shot and um, the crowds. So impediments of being shot is their own personal impediment. They have to overcome that. So they don't... Yearning is just one step. They have to overcome those obstacles that they have personally and the crowd that's the external um thing and Bukumi said that he did not um 
his status did not matter. He did not. He was not shy about his social standing and how people will laugh at him for climbing a tree. He put all those things aside because he wanted to grab Jesus. So he was relentless in that. So that that's the step that sinners have to take to know Christ. And that's the step that we have to take because our Christianity is a daily one such that we take up our cross daily. So every day we overcome, even though we need, we're yearning to know Jesus, we need to overcome those hindrances every day. Yeah, thank you, Bukumi. Does anybody want to say something about the scripture we read? Don't be shy. Um, I'd like to contribute um, to my um, understanding what I read in that scripture. I think it makes me um, see that God is an awesome God. No matter who you are, the Bible says, he that seeketh me will find me. So in Zacchaeus, he was longing, yeah. yearning to have, to know Jesus, know the kind of person that he is. And because he went that extra mile of even looking up um, through a tree, climbing a tree, Jesus was able to to also get it. I think maybe through the spirit, he was able to sense it, that there's somebody in, the, in this crowd that wants to know him better. And just like Zacchaeus wanted, God was able, Jesus was able to see him and then even come to his house beyond his own imagination. So I think that when you, you, you want God and then you find him, you do everything you want desperately that he will surely be there for you and he will do beyond your imagination what um, whatever you want and need and that thing that you're looking for, you're going to get it. Yeah. I like how you related it to us as Christians. And that's what I was trying to say before. Like, you too, we too, when we... When we want more of God, we take that extra mile to seek Him. He would notice us from wherever, whatever tree we climb. So climbing a tree could mean anything to us. It could mean different things for different people. And as we follow this leading of God, because the Bible says that whoever comes to Jesus, it is God that drew that person. So God drew Zacchaeus to climb the tree and Jesus was able to connect and collide. We call it collide with Zacchaeus. And do you notice that when the collision happened, Jesus did not tell him what to do to be saved. He sensed what to do in his spirit. And let me just read it. It says that, Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, Before that, Jesus told him to come down from the tree. And that was the only thing Jesus told him. But he just had this revelation of what to do the cost of possessing jesus he knew that cost and what did it cost him he said sir from now on i would give half of my wealth to the poor and if i have overcharged anyone on his taxes i would penalize myself by giving him back four times as much wow that is like a recipe for poverty <laughs> you know first of all you give half of your wealth to the poor then if he has cheated anybody he would give the person times four where is he gonna get that money you know so 
is definitely going to be less rich than when he met Jesus. And guess what? Some people feel that when you meet Jesus, all your financial woes will just disappear. You'll be a billionaire. Jesus did not promise that. He promised peace. And he promised salvation. He promised freedom from sin. And yes, blessings come with knowing Christ. It will be at his own time. And it will be when we've overcome or when we've changed our value system. So Zacchaeus exchanged his, his whatever he, he needed to exchange with knowing God. So in our own lives, we have a um, something tantamount to what Zacchaeus exchanged, right? And it takes the Holy Spirit to tell us that this thing is what, that is the cost for knowing me. This is what I want to take from you. Remember that the rich young man that Jesus, that collided with Jesus. And maybe we should just read it quickly before we read the summary. So that we can see the difference between that rich young man and Zacchaeus. Let's open to Matthew 19. 19 verse 16 to 22. Daniel and myself could read it. I'll read from 16 to 18 and Daniel can read from 19 to 22. So let me read. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Good master, what must I do to have eternal life? 17. When you call me good, you are calling me God. Jesus replied, For God alone is truly good. But to answer your question, you can get to heaven if you keep the commandments. 18. Which ones? The man asked. And Jesus replied, Don't kill, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbors as yourself. The young man said to him, All these I have kept. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go. Sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. And come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Thank you. Yeah. Does anybody want to say anything about this new chapter and how it contrasts with the um, former one? With the Zacchaeus story? Well, I mean, in comparison, like this young man, he was doing all the right from what he knew. He's like, yeah, I've done everything right. Uh, you know, I want to be with you. I want to be in the kingdom. But he was a very wealthy man. And in relation to Zacchaeus, it's like Zacchaeus was willing to give give his his money or, or give. I don't know. That's kind of what I got from it. Like Zacchaeus knew he was doing wrong and he was willing to give up. Um. So there is always something either or like we will think we're like, yeah, I'm doing everything I need to do, but maybe we still have more to give. And when God asks us to give it, well, we won't give it. Yeah. I don't know. You're, you're right. So it could be anything. And it's that thing that is valuable to you. Whatever you see valuable is what God wants to replace. So God wants to be the treasure in our lives. 
and it wants to be the most important thing so if it is money um he's gonna have to take it from you or he's gonna have to change your system like your mind renew your mind on how you value that thing it could be your career it could be anything but god would have to renew your mind in order to follow christ in order to possess god as our treasure and so in comparison with zacchaeus jesus didn't even tell him to tell him what to do or what it will cost him to follow jesus he didn't tell him what to do however this young man jesus had to tell him what to do and yet he's like mm, i don't know about that and he went away sad imagine um jesus gives peace jesus gives happiness who goes away sad from christ the man went away sad um yeah does anybody have any other thing to say about that part we the time is almost spent we have eight more minutes but does anyone have anything to say um i think um there were two different um, two different um rich men one was um willing to go extra mile to give up anything whatever it takes to do anything it takes to have a relationship with god to know Jesus better and also to do the right thing that is going to be good for him that I think maybe is going to give him peace whereas the other one loved his wealth so much that he wasn't able to give it up he he, he can't imagine himself giving that up so i think he wanted to know Jesus but he wasn't um, ready to the young man the young rich man wasn't ready to to take that extra mile to me he wasn't ready to have that personal relationship because he doesn't want to do anything to have that. He loves his wealth so much. So that's some to me, I think that people, some people they want to know the God you serve. And then they don't want to go that extra mile. And they wonder why you have such peace. They wonder how and why some things come easy to you. They don't know that you've done something extra to secure that. That's just what I got from it. Thank you, Favor. That's right. So, um, I pray that as we go ahead in our careers, in, in our week, in our weekend, that God will begin to show us everything that is hindering us from knowing Him, him more. God will show us everything that is preventing us from stepping into the perfect knowledge of Christ. Because only then will He be able to change us and make us exactly what we were supposed to be before adam sinned right exactly the image of jesus christ that is only when we can be that and one thing i wanted to say in verse 7 that we could think about is luke 19 7 the crowds were displeased because jesus went to be with a sinner wow jesus is god right let me say that how i wrote it here exactly how I wrote it on my notes. Why were they displeased with Jesus that he went to be with sinners? They must be super righteous people. Super righteous that they forgot that they were once sinners. And I hope that God will help us not to be more righteous than God in our perception of others around us. You know, these were super righteous people that like, wow, he went to be with sinners. Sinners are people that when they meet with God, their lives will be changed. They will become like us. So we have to have like compassion towards them 
and hoping that God, one day they will see God and God will save them. But our time is far spent and um, let me quickly read the comments of the author. It says in verse 5 to 6, Jesus actually encountered Zacchaeus. Looking closely at what happened, highlights the striking issues of that encounter. Number one, it is at the place where Zacchaeus was. Number two, it was direct and confrontational. He called him by his name. He needed no one to introduce um, Zacchaeus to him. I think one of us said that. Number three, it left Zacchaeus with no choice. It was a command. It demanded haste. He could not be sluggish or undecided when the Lord's gaze had been turned on his life. Number four, make haste and come down was a striking instruction from the Lord. What is the implication of this in having, in having a lasting encounter with the Lord? So I'm now on the second um, screenshot that I shared. Come down from every tree. Come down from the chariots and humble yourself at his feet. All who had an encounter with God had to come down. You must make haste and come down for the Lord to draw near to you. He cannot walk with the proud or the scornful. Humble yourself to walk with God. Discuss Zacchaeus' action in verse 6. I think we already discussed this, so let me just go on reading it. For today I must abide at your house. Receiving Jesus as an abiding guest was a challenge. It's like bringing the light of life into one's heart and habitation. See the implication of this on Zacchaeus in verse 8 to 9. So um, that just opened my eyes to, see, to know that when God created the world, God said, let there be light. And that light that he said is speaking for Jesus upon the earth. And it happened immediately. So imagine Jesus on this earth telling somebody that I am coming to your house. Like all the, just imagine the forces of nature like, oh, Jesus is coming. The Holy One, the, the, the light of the world. He's coming to that sinful house, that sinful home. What will happen immediately? It takes effect. And we saw the impact of that effect in when Zacchaeus talked. Because when the light came into his heart, everything that was sinful was trying to run outside. Like, oh my God, I, I've been cheating people. I, I will give it, I'll give it up. I'll give all the things like he valued more than God or more than that light that came into his home or his heart was trying to run away and he didn't have any other choice but to open his mouth and say, I will give half of my wealth to the poor. And everything that I have cheated someone of, I will replace in fourfold. That's like the Im impact of that light coming to our life. So we have to, what we are going to pray for right now, we're going to stop here and we're going to pray for that light. It's automatic. When that light comes into our hearts, you don't need a pastor to tell you that you have to do this. You have to. You are, you don't have to sin anymore. You have to give your offering. You have to be um, happy. You have to um, focus on Christ. You have to read your Bible. You have to pray. We will just automatically do the will of God because the light has come, and is a command. Like let there be light, 
the light is coming to force everything that is not of God out. So we automatically know the cost of possessing God, how to be humble, what to remove from our lives to make God have a home in our hearts. So that's what we're going to pray about. So let's bow down our heads this morning and pray that the light of God, Jesus, will come into our lives, shine upon our lives, and every darkness, everything that we value so much, that we won't let him stay, let them run out of our lives. In fact, let us even speak them out and say, I give up these things in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O oh God, this morning, as you have opened our eyes to see your word, that your command, command the fact that you will come into our lives. Command us, O oh Lord. Command your light to come into our lives. Command your light to shine upon everything in us so that the darkness will run away. So that that thing that will hold so dearly, that is replacing you, will be given up in the name of Jesus. Lord, please, Lord, this, this Saturday morning, that's what we are asking of you. Shine your light. Command, speak the word that your light will shine in our hearts. And everything that replaces you, everything that we value dearly, that, you would, that cannot compete with you in our lives, will be given up in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you because you have done this. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Um, Favor, I'd like you to bless our week, our weekend. Speak God's peace into our lives and our families and everything that is around us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Lord, I want to say thank you, Lord, for this gathering. This gathering of rubbing minds together with fellow women, knowing you better, knowing your word better. I pray, Lord, for the minds that you bless this, this meeting for us in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That what we have learned today, that it will not depart from us, that it will resonate in our hearts, in our minds, in the name of Jesus. That it's going to change our lives for the better and for the best in the name of Jesus. We pray concerning this this weekend and the new week that we're about to enter. We pray, Lord, for the mighty that you guide us, direct us, steps, order our steps in your word. The Bible says that your word is a light unto our feet and a light unto our heart. That your word is going to lighten our pathway in the name of Jesus. That wherever we're going to, wherever we're found, Lord, the mighty, that we'll be saved in the name of Jesus. We're protected and secured in Christ Jesus in the name of Jesus. We cover our families with the blood of Jesus. We pray, Lord God Almighty, that we're going to have a fruitful week in the name of Jesus. That this week will be an impactful week for us in the name of Jesus. That you lead us, you guide us in the name of Jesus. That you protect us from sicknesses and diseases that are roaming the earth. That is not going to be our portion, Lord God Almighty. That you protect us, like you said in Psalm 91. That you cover us with your with your shadow. You favor us, Lord God Almighty. That whoever is, is sick amongst us, our family members, extended family, Lord Almighty, that you heal them, that you heal them, you give them strength, Lord Almighty, mm. in the name of Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Father, Lord, for favor. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for goodness, for mercy that you've given us, that we are strong and you are also Lord Almighty and you're going to make every good thing to come to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, ladies. Really appreciate your time. And I hope that, I pray that God will continue to strengthen us to um, sit at his feet and enjoy his word. So God bless you and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Amen.